0: I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Words DraftKings podcast. I'm joined as ever by Matt Vincenzi. Matt, hello.
1: Hey Tom. Uh, tough week, a little bit, but John Rahm just on another planet right now, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Uh, not. The best start to twenty twenty three for me on the PGA tour. Uh went one two on the on the DP World tour last week, but uh can't pick him on the PGA. So, uh yeah, tough one for me. But um I actually thought Ram would have got beat yesterday by anyone that wasn't a rookie.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely let uh the field back into it. He kinda could have put it away if he had made some putts and, and all that yesterday. But I uh yeah, it is what it is. You know, I had somebody like ask about my this season ROI and blah, blah, blah. It's like the favorite who's like five to one, won two of the three events. Yeah. So if you didn't have Siwoo Kim in the second event, then what, I mean, who's winning here? So like, just got to keep keep sticking with the strategy that you think works. And I think um, this week, we got to take him on again, right?
0: Yeah, got to take him on again. You have to. Like, you, you do have to in the betting sense, unless you're going to double him up with Rory in Europe, which I'm not going to do. Um, so look, I mean, this is John Rahm's place, right? He's, you know, this is the US Open win. it's his first win in the PGA Tour and at this event as well. Like, If anything, it's probably his case only gets stronger here than it does at the Amex because the Amex, at least, it can get into a bit of a passing contest, as he likes to say, and things can go other ways, whereas his skill set is going to come to the fore here and separate him from others. Um, so what do you do from a draft he's, he's $1,100 bit more expensive than the next.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good thing for the most part. right? Yeah. I wouldn't mind if he was even a little bit more. Um, but at this moment, I'm thinking about going away from him just because he's been playing so well. And I and I get he probably will again. It's a great spot for him. Like you said, this is not going to be a putting contest. His skills are really, um, you know, highlighted here, which is a good thing for him. But I don't know. I just think at some point he's going to slow down. Everybody does. Um, maybe whether it's, you know, the emotional of winning twice in his last two starts or um, I, I think this for me I'm probably going to not play him I really
0: like I really I do like the fact that he's more expensive because I think it makes you make a choice right and I think it it certainly makes it more interesting but I I like the discount on Fina and Xander I think they're both uh you know I'm not that interested in Colin and I'm not that interested in Zalazorius or Thomas uh to an extent but definitely interested in both Fina and Xander I just think that Zander proved everything that he needed to last week uh, at the Amex. I know it's a completely different tournament, but health-wise, he looks good. Makes an albatross, looks good on camera. Um, Boyd, by confidence, has now turned up at his golf course after a few years of kind of struggling on it uh, and the expectation that comes with being a San Diego guy, right? And then Finau's just electric at this place every year. Um, hasn't got the win, but just very, very consistent and can be relied on. So I think both of those are kind of the way to go.
1: You could probably pair them together for the price of Rom and still and still um, have decent like not too much ownership because yeah. so many people are going to be playing Rom. Um, let me look real quick what the what it's looking like uh, in terms of it's so early, but just in terms of Rom with uh, ownership wise, like if he's forty percent, I'm just not going to do it, and like if he wins, I lose, whatever. But it is an opportunity to really like gain some
0: leverage. Well, it's like it's the first time that you can actually say like you are taking on somebody, like you are yes. taking on John Rom, like there's there's. You have to make that decision, um, which I like. I think it's a good thing. I I don't think that I don't see a reason that he will be outside the top ten. I don't see a reason why he's suddenly just gonna have a bad week. But um, I don't think you can just win every week. I don't, I don't think that's possible. I mean, we I know he's a better player than than Tony Finau. He is the best player in the world at the moment in my eyes. Um, but no one can win every week. Tiger's done it multiple times in his career. But like, I think I've just had a stat. was like Justin Ray is like there's been 18 occasions where someone's won three events in a row and like Tiger Woods has done it 14 times. So <laughs> like no one else does it.
1: Yeah. I, I'm willing to take him on, like we said, but if we had to choose Rama the field, I'm choosing the field and him being $1,100 more than the second guy means he has to win or at least come in second, like to pay off his value. And I'm going to bet that he doesn't.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, who would you go out as Lander and Tony? I like Xander. Yeah, I do. I I thought I was going to come into this liking fee now just because it's, he's more reliable, I think, here. But I, I generally think that Xander can go on and win this.
1: I thought he was going to be like 18-1. to 1. I'm really kind of upset about
0: the yeah. pricing this
1: week for doesn't, everybody.
0: doesn't help that he goes and shoots the 62 yesterday in the albatross, right? But Yeah. Uh, Colin morocco has got to play perfect golf to contend here, right, with his skill set. So if he doesn't, he doesn't. Uh, we saw the kind of fragile effort in... Um, you know, when leading and this is the first time back. So not for me. Yeah, I, I I agree. Zalatoris, I wasn't that impressed with last week. And I think I'm going to step away from him from now, despite the fact that this is actually the first time this season where he's probably playing the golf course where his strengths come to the fore the most.
1: This is the place where I, everyone kind of pegs him as a place where he's going to eventually win. Even before last year when he, you know, he finished seventh two years ago, I think, and last year he loses in the playoff. And I, it is a great spot for him and I think Memorial is a good spot for him and this is one of those spots in the calendar where you think if Zalaturs is going to win, this is probably it. But I just don't think he's played enough rounds of competitive golf since he's been out. He's been out for a while and you look at Sentry, yeah, he finished 11th but he lost 2.2 2 in approach and then at the American Express, um, he's been good there before in the past two and he's only gained 1.3 in approach. I just want to see those irons return to form before I want to get involved with him.
0: Yeah, I just think that you have to be in the best form here, and he isn't. I, I took a chance on him last week, so I thought the price drop from the week before wasn't extreme enough because of like the field, but I, I don't think it's it's been reflective here. So I would, I certainly wouldn't take him at $300 more than Thomas. I know Thomas has had his issues with Tory Pines, but I don't think there's that much of a gap between the two of them.
1: Yeah, I would rather play thomas at a cheaper price and ownership discount but there's other guys down there i like a little bit too like i think sunjay's been pretty good here really yeah, good
0: like i, I think yeah. i think this is a thing now so we'll, we'll kind of have a little discussion on this like sunjay siwoo kim that there's going to be all this talk that you have to have distance right and you do and i think the main reason being you have to have distance to be able to play to be able to contend here with mistakes if you are perfect you can win here uh as a short hitter right like it's just harder uh, we've seen Brent Seneca do it, we've seen Patrick Reed do it. You know, it can be done. It's just to do it is way more difficult for, for a shorter hitter. So I think Siwoo and Song Jae can definitely put in good weeks here.
1: Yeah, you know what? I uh, I tell this story every year, but I'm gonna tell it again. This is the place where I had my best um lineup ever, and this is when I I just kind of started playing drafting, so I like ran out of money for the week. So I just threw it in the twenty five cent one <laughs> and I won it and I look through, the lineup would have won every single... Um, I played the $5 uh, 50000 to first every week. It would have won that by 20 points. And any any of it... So this is the lineup, and j- the reason I'm saying is because Snedeker was in that lineup, um, and he finished uh, t- tied for third that week. So, like, that's kind of how Sungjae can, can approach this. I think Absolutely. you have to have good, good around the green play is really important, because if you're missing greens, it was, had Keegan in there, JB Holmes, who's back this week for the yeah. first time in, like, back. two years... Um, Leishman, Snedeker and Rahm so I think you can try to find guys like that like that go against the grain of what people think is are the right plays here
0: but like Snedeker, Patrick Reed, um Scott Stallings, not biggest hitters Justin Rose, big enough hitter but not biggest hitter by any means um, I know you've obviously got Jason Day and Tiger and, and people like that but you know at, at the time of these people's victories I mean Luke List is a, a decently big hitter but like that's not why he won this week last week right
1: he uh and I'll, i was looking too. like if you look at um i looked at the past 36 rounds on courses that are over 7400 yards and you see like reed is always popping up on that stat but Sanjay actually does too for for whatever reason he's played long courses pretty well um i'm trying to pull that up as i talk but so like, just, I just
0: just why you're pointing that like this this is historical right we talked about mckenzie hughes recently doing that like, we've seen zach johnson doing his career like it You can do it it's just because it's so you have to do something so well like you'd have to gain x amount of strokes around the green people don't want to bank on that and people would rather i would say have five or six players that fit the mold of driving it long and putting well and then just have that guy that can be scrappy around the greens i mean or try and find a balance
1: right let me give you the top 10 in that and the last 36 rounds playing in courses that are over 7400 yards and see if there's a correlation which it seems like there is roms first zalatoris JT, Xander, Grillo, Jonathan Vegas, Justin Rose, right? He's not long anymore, but he's still in his past 36 up there. Sung JM is eighth. Luke List is ninth, won this event. Um, and badly is tenth. Do you like him this week?
0: No, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah, what, yeah
1: okay. Can't
0: putt? What's, what's the
1: correlation? Well, the correlation, I think, is the, all, all these guys have had played really well at this course. Right. Right. Like right, I mean, pretty much all of them. You look at uh, Rose has been great here, and then you look at Luke List who won. I just think, you know, so it's not just the big hitters who play well at longer courses.
0: Oh, I, I just think it's overblown. Like I think people look at the list and just go like, oh, they're big hitters. Like Justin Rose, even at his prime, he was like Adam Scott, like we said before. They were good. They were long enough and straight. And in a world where there was only two or three, four big hitters, it, they kept up. But now that the new age of big hitters have come in, they're not that. Right. Yeah. Montgomery and Homer are going to be popular, so what do you do there? Just skip them?
1: I'm definitely skipping Montgomery. I'm just not I'm not big on him in general. I know he's he played well last week and he kind of got in the mix, but it seems like every Sunday he, he'll he let you down. He...
0: That shank on 17 was one of the... Like, I've just spoke to, like, to Jason and Brad on the betting show and like, I was all in to bet him before the Sunday round and even during the Sunday round, even if it got to like, 25, 28 to 1. When you hit a shank on 17 of the Amex, what the hell do you think is going to happen at Torrey Pines?
1: Right. And,
0: like, it, and, and I know that cannot happen. Like, Loot stuffed it to, like, whatever, how many, five, six feet whatever when he played against, like, Zalatoris. But I just can't see it. He's never won on the Corn Ferry.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I just think, statistically, he hasn't been doing anything. Yeah, his finishes are great, and that, you know, it's a good thing, but I don't know if it's necessarily predictive of what's going to happen the following week.
0: So it goes two ways, right? It's either his luck runs out, on and around the greens and his ball striking you know has to improve or he improves his ball striking and it just goes to another level but yeah. but his ball striking is not good
1: right and i think it has to be pretty good here you got to be like you, you can make it make it up with around the green and putting, but i think you still have to have a pretty good week with your irons
0: yeah so i kind of had to pick like the best stats for this event and it's tough because you just say tees green because it's the all-encompassing stat, right? But you don't have to be perfect on approaching. You don't have to be perfect at putting. You don't have to be perfect at around the greens. You just need to be good enough at all of it. Um, it's the bogey avoidance. It's the long-iron play that, that really stands out. So I think Montgomery will be fine. I, I've i called on Homer a, a fair bit. Um, definitely in the betting market. Maybe may be different in, I guess, in DFS. Like Nine-one's a pretty good price, but he's going to be popular because of that.
1: He is, but he's also like he's so good on the West Coast and all these places that you think. But also, he hasn't had the best history at this event. He's been pretty good.
0: Yeah, I, I just I don't trust him at Sori Pines. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't, I don't know if like, is it just too long for him? Like, I don't really know. Like, he's a decently long hitter. So.
1: I, I agree. I mean, he, you know, you do have the the correlation with Quail, but Quail isn't as long as uh, as no. this place. And then he wins. He wins at um, Silverado. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Fortnite now. Um, and that's just like an easier course yeah I don't know I'm not completely sold on his ability I think because, to win.
0: because he's won Riviera and because he won tough courses like the World's Fargo and stuff people just think this is tailor made for him then he's had that kind of ninth and 18th I think here in the past and everyone's like it's going to be it but I don't know like there's things going on with him right like he's he's just had a kid like it's new I don't think you can afford any distractions in this kind of event I know he's he's obviously won and finished third already this season either side of that happening he's finished 20th at Shriners If anything, this is probably the most consistent golf he's ever played in his career. So maybe he comes into this at his best form. I just... I'm going to take guys a little bit lower.
1: I'm going to take the guy right below him. Hideki.
0: Yeah. I I like Hideki again. Um, I I think I've given up.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm rounding it up for one because he's been good at this place. He likes... There's a great course for him. Um, He gained five strokes on approach at the Sony. He just lost five putting. Yeah. Which... Might happen, but the fact that he gained five strokes on approach and six point six T to green is like a really good recipe for this. And he's so good around the green. I think that's why he's been good here too. Like he, he he's good at chipping when he misses the green. I just I think there's value in his in his price this
0: week. He sucked here last year. I ba- I backed him because his record isn't outstanding for someone like Hideki. Like when he's played this amount of times at somewhere like he generally seems to have, have got a multiple top five finishes. He's got that one third. And, and he had a, like, 45th, 53rd or whatever before that. I just don't think he's playing well enough right now. He finished 30th last year. That's not that bad, is it? No, like, this was fine. Like, And the reason I liked him is because he just, just treads water here and gets through the cut. But for some reason, he just can't get in contention here very often. And I don't know whether the third-place finish was the year... What year was it? The third came in, like, 2019. So is that... That's not Master's year, right? That was twenty
1: one. Yeah, nineteen he gained five point two in approach. And then on twenty twenty he was forty fifth, twenty twenty one fifty third, and then the thirtieth. The thirtieth was coming off a win, which isn't really that bad. You know, a lot of times you see guys go away coming off a win. Um
0: I don't know, I think he can win here. I think it's a good like it's a good play, like it's a good way to pivot off of someone like Homer. Like that's the, yeah, the, the exactly. main thing, right? Um Jason Day. Does it happen this week? Yeah, I think it does. I th- I I've just basically, I've gone against betting him because I just think 20 to 1 is just, you're not, you have to 20, make a geez. decision. 20, Yeah, you have to make a decision. And my decision is that Justin Rose and him are basically the same player at the same point of their career, and Justin Rose is double the price. So I'm going to take Justin Rose. But DFS purposes, I'm going to put him in. I don't, I don't really care about the ownership either.
1: Yeah, I bet both of them. And I got a 28 to, uh, on day this morning. And believe it or not, well, you'll probably believe it, but... I wrote them both up for my article this week on last Friday.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Just because yeah. I, I knew I was betting them no matter what. My shortlist was already written before this, and yeah. like, they they we just we're both just high on these two guys compared to the industry, right? And that's absolutely fine. I don't I hate to say the word industry, by the way, but like, the, the high against others. Um, all I said to people stay on the betting shows: if you're betting Jason Day to win today, bet him at hundred to one to win the PGA as well. Yeah, take take some of the stake you're gonna put. On him this week, if because if you if you're betting Jason Day at twenty to one this week, you think he's back, like you yes. genuinely think he's a top ten player in the world again potentially. Bet him a hundreds one to win a major. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think I think so. that's a that's a good point, and I think it seems like he is. Like, I mean, I think we've he's seen...
0: back. I think he's back. I, I do. I think he's. I think he's going to contend in a major, and I think a hundreds one's ridiculous.
1: It seems like he is, but I feel like he's shown us this a little bit before, and then.
0: And then we got excited, but he finished. Was it third here last year when you backed him? And yes, you, like he held
1: out from the fairway. Yeah,
0: but like he wasn't playing that well then, was he? Yeah, no,
1: no. He was he was a hundred to one, I think.
0: Yeah. So like, that's my point. Like, if people believe he's back, take that opportunity as well. Like, I'm definitely betting him this week. Like, I think uh, backing him in in DFS this week. I'm not betting him, but like, I think he's a great DFS play, and I think you you do want him in your lineups because I think once you get past that 9k range there's very few people that can win and he's one of the the remaining people
1: yeah he'll be popular too but i don't care i'm just gonna I do it care. last year my card was day and rose and day finished one shot out of the playoff rose finished two shots out of the playoff and rose had so many opportunities on sunday last year too and i don't know if you remember but he was just kept making stupid little mistakes over yeah. and over again
0: it's just Rose. it's been rose for a little while now but his last win rose we might as well just keep talking about rose his last win was here in 2019
1: yeah he's
0: yeah, Scott.
1: I, I love Rose. Yeah, I love. Right. I wish Scott was playing too.
0: I'd put both of them in, and this is strange for me, but I'm going to put McNeely in as well. That I, makes I like, sense. I like McNeely. I think that when you look at when you look at some of these younger players that are up and coming, people look at like, their record here, and normally it's charged by good play on the North Course, right? Um, but Maverick McNeely, 69-69 uh, in his second start at the South Course. And then last year, 67 on Saturday, shot a 75 on Sunday. But just those re- like couple of really strong performances on the south course. And actually, even on his debut, shot a pair of 72s, which I think is absolutely fine. Like, it's such a different event. It's bogey avoidance rather than it is going for birdies a lot of the time. Um, I don't know quite if he's mature enough to win an event like this, and especially being your first win, but I think he's a great player in this.
1: I'm with you. I like that. I hadn't thought of him before you said it, but now that you say it, it makes a lot of sense because he's had a lot of success on this West Coast. And we've heard guys talk about how tough it is to putt on these greens, and he just loves putting on yeah, these greens.
0: And, yeah. like and he, that, he, he's a mini Max Homer, right? He's the same yeah. thing. He just hasn't got the wins. And there's no reason to say... The way people talk about Maverick McNeely is what Max Homer is now. Like I yep. think he could do the same thing. So I also love JJ Spawn, right underneath him, 8'5". Um, He's got a ninth and a 23rd, I believe it was, his first two starts here. And I think people slept on JJ Spawn early in his career. I think he was a really good player in 2017, 2018. Uh, And then he kind of went away for a little bit. And then we find out it's because of diabetes. Comes back, wins in April last year. Basically, he's kept that up ever since, like playing really well. Uh, Three top 15 finishes, I think three 15th place finishes in the fall. Um, And then fifth and 15th, the first two starts of 2023. Like he's yeah. playing his best golf of his career it's the first time he's coming to this event as a PGA Tour winner it's the first like it must be the first time he legitimately, legitimately feels like he could win it um, I don't think he can but I think he can definitely contend and definitely finish in the top 10 San Diego State uh, you know uh, university as well so to me JJ Spawn and Maverick Menele the guys in the 8k range that I like either side of Day and Rose I like that um I I like Keegan again, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I've sent a lot of love for Keegan today, and I, I haven't seen it myself, like, popping up in my face, but I like Keegan Bradley everywhere, really.
1: Yeah, I just think he is the you know, that recipe of long and straight, and then he can kind of... It just depends if he's hitting his greens, if not, but he's, he's a fifth year in 2018. Um, fourth year before that as well. Yeah, yeah, the 2018. That was when he when I had him in that lineup there, and uh, fourth and fifth. I think course history is just really big here. Like looking at that lineup that I read you earlier, all those guys are course history guys: J.B. Holmes, Snedeker, Keegan, Bubba, Brahm, and
0: um, uh, Leishman. Right. So like, I think you do have to have kind of some course experience, and he has that. Uh, He's played here 11 times. He's missed two cuts. That's wow. really impressive. And one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of those have been top 25 finishes. So he's, he's really, really steady. I don't know whether he's playing quite well enough to contend, but he just seems to do it. I mean, he's just got off to a rough start to the year uh, after winning the Zozo. He seems to have gone backwards significantly. But yeah. maybe he just needed that break and the, the first two Hawaii events are just blowing off like steam. I don't really know that neither of those events are that suited to his game, like the two Hawaii ones. So maybe this is where he needs to be.
1: Yeah, I don't picture him as a guy who can play well at the Sony or Tournament of Champions. Like, I I don't take much into that. So I'd play him over Spawn, but I, I understand where you're going with the with the Spawn love too.
0: Anything for Davis, Hadwin, or List, Buckley?
1: No, I'm not playing any of those guys. Cool.
0: Uh, 7k range. Uh, this is Taylor Pendriff and Wyndham Clark, both kind of the profile of the players that you want to go well. Here. I think they just fit driver, they fit the putting, but anything else that you would add to Wyndham Clark and Taylor Pendrith?
1: Pendrith concerns me a little bit because he's played well at courses where it's like driver and a wedge, driver and a wedge, driver and a wedge. I don't know if he has a, that long iron play um, that I think you need here.
0: 16th here last year though.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I get it. I, I
0: like him. I'd go to him over Clark just because I think Clark seems like it's getting really popular. There's just not an upside to Clark at the moment, I don't think. Like I, I know he's due a breakout, and I think he has got the skill set to do it, but he isn't doing it. So until he does it three, four, five weeks in a row, um, I'm not really that bothered. I think he make, makes the cut, but doesn't finish inside the top 20.
1: It seems like he's being talked up a lot
0: this week. He is. 35th miscut, 32nd cut, 56th. I'll just set the over-under at 33rd.
1: Yeah, I'd probably take the over. <laughs>
0: um... Alex Smalley shot a course record at the North course last year, 62. Tied the course record.
1: And his numbers were really good last week, ball striking wise too.
0: Yeah. I I don't I, I have concerns that he can compete on the south course, but I think he can top twenty based on what he does in the north and kind of just tread water.
1: Yes, almost seven strokes on approach last week. Wow. And it's only in two rounds at the South Course. Uh, yeah. so or uh, the stadium course. Stadium course
0: yeah. yeah. I uh I like it. Um it's definitely risky, but it's going against the skill set. Like he's a he's a shorter guy that hits his wedge as well. But I just think he can get hot as he's shown at the North Course and can just kind of if he can. He hasn't broken seventy, I don't think, at the South. So if if he can do that once, I think he's in really good stead.
1: Yeah, just the way I play, I typically, typically, especially here, go with those veterans that I like. I'd rather play Stallings right beneath him, who's won here before, who's playing pretty well, and is going to be probably one third of the ownership.
0: Yeah, he's, not, he's making cuts now still. He's not doing what he was doing. Yeah, when playing before, well is probably a stretch. Um, no, but he's playing solidly is, is the right thing. No, he hasn't missed yeah, any yeah. cuts. And, you know, you, you do take people that can make cuts. It's just his his career here is really weird. He had that win in a second and then just had nothing. It's
1: yeah, really but, he did, but maybe coming off that really good season last year, he may be a little confident kind of... Um, and then you get Dietrich there and Kiriyama. A lot of good plays in this range.
0: What about Ricky? Let's see.
1: What do they look what did he do last week statistically?
0: I didn't really notice him.
1: Me neither. Didn't do much.
0: I thought he was gonna be one of those guys that I left out and felt bad for leaving out. Like how I feel about Day this week, and he finished fifty fourth. So maybe he's just not there yet. Like it looks yeah. good on camera but not good for four rounds in a golf course.
1: Yeah, maybe he's never gonna be there ever.
0: Maybe. I guess I think he is, but I hope he is. I like Dietrich. I think I like Kitty Armor as well. I think they have both got the right skill set. Ryan Palmer,
1: good history. Um, let's see. He just is so hit or miss. He's so risky. It's like he could finish second, or he could be completely dead last.
0: But first, first round leader, I think I, I do doing for every year here, and I don't yeah. think it really matters what course he goes on. Two runner up finishes, thirteenth, twenty first, sixteenth, and two miscuts. It's a really good record.
1: Oh, yeah, really good. Um,
0: Because he's got got that unique blend where he can cope with the south course because he's got the experience on it, but he can also get hot on the north and take advantage of it. Whereas some people, I think there's some that are really good at, uh, you know, avoiding the bogeys on the south and can't quite take advantage of the north. I think he can do both, which is an exciting thing to have in his locker.
1: It's weird. You think of Ryan Palmer of, like, Texas golf and you wouldn't – always think of him to do well around here but he but he does and like I think you'd probably get an ownership discount with him compared to for whatever reason I think Kitayama I've heard his name a lot is going to be really popular and yeah, so is that's,
0: Like, and they're, they're just the fun names to have right? like, everyone seems to look for these now that the DP the, world the talk is a bit more like spoken about in, in terms of Twitter and things like that. I think that people were looking for the next person to come over and make a jump it was always Buzzweed who luckily didn't do what I thought he might have done last week and made me like, a complete fool um, but yeah, I, I really like Ryan Palmer. We talk about like just picking those guys that you know can play well here and have played well here. Why not that guy?
1: Yeah, I would. I would. I like him a lot. I would definitely play him. Um, expect, like,
0: even the CJ Cup, like he was poor to start with, and then shot a pair of sixty eight over the weekend, misses two cuts, and then finishes thirty first at Sony, where he goes 71, 67, 68, 65. He just seems to be growing into the events.
1: He does. You you got to get him into the clubhouse. Like he could be like four under on sixteen. Yeah. And then all you got to get him in the clubhouse. I, he's he. Makes me really nervous, but um, I do like it.
0: I'm in. Um, Dean Burmister. Nah. Just thinking uh. about the skill set. I think he can. I think he can tear up the north.
1: He could. He definitely could. Uh, how How has he been playing so far this Not year? Not great.
0: Not like he had that because he finished off in South Africa the season. So he's got fifth and the seventh. Um, but then he finished fifty fourth at the American Express. But he opened for sixty five. And he finished 54 for the RSM, but opened 66, 66. So he's just having those flash rounds. Shot 64 at the uh, Mike Over. His iron game sucks. Yeah, I don't know where he is. I think he just gets streaky.
1: He's lost an approach in like ten of his last eleven.
0: Leave it. Just leave it. He can't lose yeah. an approach. That often goes of to story points
1: Yeah. Um, there's a guy I love here, though. By the way. Go. Brad and Steel.
0: Yeah. There's been like me and Brad spoke about him a little bit earlier. um Makes sense. California guy, good driver the golf ball. Five point
1: five on approach in two rounds last week. Thirty second. Finished twentieth here before. I think that's his best finish is twentieth. But uh, he just seems like when he plays well, he seems to play well in stretches. Like he gets hot, and I think he's getting into that mode right now where he's going to kind of get hot. um, Three strokes on approach at the Sony, and then five point five in two rounds at the American Express. Um, Yeah, I just. I like I like playing him in certain time. Like he, I feel like he really shows when he's going to be playing well and he shows when he isn't. I went away from him for a long time last year, um, when I was really on him heavy earlier in the season. But yeah, I think it's time again.
0: My only concern is that he's missed the last two cuts here, and that coincides with that renovation to the north. And yep. I just wonder if now that plays easier, he doesn't take advantage of that course enough, and his his uh, you know what he used to use to separate himself before is gone. But he's got. Before that, seventeenth on his debut, miscut. Then twenty-seven, twenty-eight, forty fifth, forty ninth, twentieth, twenty ninth. That's a hell of a run on a, on an event mm. like this for a player of his stature. So, um, you know, the, the most recent miscut was the U.S. Open. That's absolutely fine. He's going to miscut the majors. So I don't know. It, it just feels like I, I just worry that like why is he suddenly started missing the cut here? Maybe he just wasn't playing well. I haven't I haven't looked in to just look at how he was playing coming in.
1: Yeah, he. One thing I like about him again drives it long and straight, which you're always looking for, but proximity from 200 plus he's just a really good long iron player
0: yeah one uh, bad round last week that was it like he went 68 73 64 66
1: yeah he when he missed the cut here in 2019 he was coming off cut at the Shriners 57th at the AMX. And then when he missed the cut here in 2020 he was 43rd at the AMX. but he did finish second at the Sony so um interesting yeah
0: yeah, I, I guess he—he's uh, almost not a guy that you can just follow what he's done years before. either, it probably doesn't tell you anything. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. I I liked Will Gordon. I thought his skill set fits. I feel like he's someone that goes. He could definitely go for that 63-64 on the north course, uh, and tread water on the south. So, that's kind of my approach to some of these lower range people, and I think he's one that can do it.
1: Yeah, G- Gordon seems uh, seems pretty good. What's his price here? Gordon is
0: 7,400.
1: 7,474. Um, yeah, I, I seem probably going to be pretty popular, it looks like. Um,
0: then I'm not okay. interested. If, if, if he's going to be popular, I don't care. But like, if he wasn't going to be popular, which because I haven't seen his name mentioned as much as I thought I would. That's why I kind of brought him up.
1: Yeah, I like Woodland. Woodland right beneath him. I know he was pretty bad at the zone. He let a lot of people down, but maybe that's a good thing.
0: I think. I think when you like you're persevering with Matsy Armor and I can see it because Matsy is good at golf, but yeah. persevering is it? with is just a waste of time. Um, I think. I don't know. Again, skill set guy, but I felt like we were talking about Woodland playing well at Torrey Pines for years, and he never really broke through. Right. Solid, but best finish ninth, tenth, twelfth, eighteenth. Like yeah. is, he, is he suddenly going to improve on that, or is he just going to finish thirtieth?
1: Improve on that while he sucks. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. But Rodgers? No. Nah, I don't
0: know. That's Great another history. Guy. Another guy, isn't it? Like, how how long do you give them before they're just not going to win? Yeah. I was, I was quite high on him, like uh, coming into the season, because he was he was finishing off like he had the twenty eighth, sixteenth, third, uh, twenty seventh, sixteenth, tenth. It was a hell of a run don't really care about the miscut last week. It's not really his event. He does prefer these classical tests. I don't hate it, but I imagine he's popular.
1: Yeah, it looks like you'll probably be... Eh, not, nothing too crazy yet. It's early, but uh, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of popular guys around him. The uh, last guy in the sevens I wanted to mention was Jonathan Vegas. His stats were pretty good last week. He has great course history, and he kind of has a skill set you're looking for.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely like that. My, my one in the seven is someone I've bet, Robbie Shelton. I'm really, really impressed with him now. Uh, He's just in really good form. I mean, he's had three top 15s already this season, sixth last week. There is a danger to get caught up in a piece of shit passing contest from last week, but you look at his form here, you wouldn't think he's already played here three or twice in this event and missed a cut of the US Open, but finished 36th on debut here. Didn't take advantage of the North, but never shot worse than 72 all week and he finishes 16th the year after because he shot a 64 at the north and then shot 73, 73, 72 at the south I think they're all pretty respectable Like level par 1 or 2 over is fine if you can get that 62, 63 at the north and he's playing plenty well enough um, not only to, to go 62, 63 on the north but I also think he can actually better those south course finishes by the way he's playing and go 68, 69 on those rounds and I think that makes a huge difference
1: yeah i I like that i like that let's uh go into the sixes here
0: yeah um sixes i don't have much i I really don't i think you you don't unless you're playing and you need to go down here we'll pick out a couple just to say that we can um but i mean who have you got so i i
1: clicked off uh nakajima here and I know Semikawa's been the big guy here, but it seems uh, lately, but I think Nakajima's been playing pretty well. I mean, at Sony, he gained 2.4 in an approach and 2.8 off the tee. Um, didn't putt it well, but he was really good uh, ball striking-wise, which I think is good here. And he kind of, um, you know, I think agents have played pretty well here too. Uh, they like kind of the West Coast. So he was one guy I was looking at. Um, Han I che- checked off just because it's kind of history in this area. I didn't. He gained 2.2 in approach last week. He missed the cut, but... Um, I just don't think he can, you know, get to 25 under. That's not really what he does. Yeah. Um, and the last one I checked off here was, Holmes again, just to take a look at him. <laughs> uh, he plays so well here, but yeah, he hasn't played golf in like two years. I sent him a DM on Twitter, but he hasn't responded yet. <laughs> just just to see how he was. Yeah. Um,
0: Sabatini plays well here on and off. Uh, has missed three cuts in a row after playing well whenever it was I talked about him in the second of the Masters. Kevin Streelman plays well here every now and then um, which is weird because it shouldn't suit him I don't know what he's been doing recently I haven't seen his name he's been pretty bad finished 35th at the end of last year but yeah I don't really have an awful lot Danny Lee keeps playing well at the moment I was going to put him up last week didn't and he finished 16th so I'm glad he didn't improve any higher on that is Harry Higgs back no no so then (laughs) there's no Harry Higgs yeah um no, I'm done. I, I don't. I just. I don't want to go into six k's on, on Tory Pines. It just feels wrong. Which means I, I think that probably answers your question about RAM, and then you have to just do other things.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Ten k and up, then Xander uh, Shuffle for me, ten three.
1: Uh, me too. Nine k range. Nine k. I'm gonna go with.
0: Sungjae. Uh, uh I'm gonna go Hideki at nine. Interesting. I'm going to go with Sungjae uh, in the 8K. This, this is really tough because uh, basically all of our favorite plays in here. But I'm going to go with McNeely 8-6. I got to go
1: Day because I think he's winning, and I got to go Rose. I think Day and Rose, one of those guys, is going to win this week. Finally, finally, my white, uh, my white buffalo, is it whatever you call it. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm picking, McNeely. So you two, you can have those guys. Yeah. Uh, 7K. I'm gonna. I, I've just caught myself into Ryan Palmer 7-5. I like it.
1: I do like that a lot. Um, I'm going to go with
0: and I'm going to add another Robbie Shelton 17.
1: I'm going to go Brendan Steele
0: love it uh, 6k reluctantly I'm going to make a pick it's annoying that like even Aaron Badley doesn't drop down to the 6k that's pretty rough um... oh, it's rough isn't it yeah it is we're
1: not playing ROM, so we don't have to worry about it too much, but I know some of the listeners will. Sabatini 6'4. I'm going to go Nakajima 6-5.
0: Love it. I think that's just about it for the Farmers. You've got a, a big favourite, and uh, we move on to next week.
1: All right, sounds good. Thank you. Let's have a, let's have a good week here. Let's have let's, a uh, day of Rose. Come on. Let's get it back.
0: Day of Rose keeps us alive for another year. All right, great. Thanks, Matt. <laughs>